Welcome to Ace Lob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at acelobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. This is podcast number 179, and um, we are talking about Instant Pots, and which are electric pressure cookers. Um, they're basically function similarly to um, you know, the old style pressure cooker that was super scary, um, but it kind of looks like a slow cooker as in, you know, it sits on the top of the counter and it gets plugged in. Anyway, they're super um, popular and I would say viral in some ways and people talk about them a lot online. I have one. I was scared to death to use it for a while because um, it just is kind of this new concept of cooking that I never used because stovetop stove pressure cookers was never something I even wanted to look into because they scared me so much because I'd hear all those stories. So anyway, um, stories of them exploding and things like that in grandma's day. But um, anyway, so I uh, am excited to have a guest on today and she is a great um, cook and she's a cookbook author. This is Tiffany King. Uh, she, her book, Eat at Home Tonight, just came out um, and she's got all sorts of different types of recipes in there. But one thing that she does focus on in that book, in addition to other types of recipes like slow cookers and um, sheet pan dinners and stuff like that is um, instant pot, pot recipes. And so I'll talk more about, as I introduce her, I'll talk more about that. But I thought she'd be a great resource for that. So um, before I do that, though, I want to make sure you know about um, if you are in the Charlotte area, I have been invited to uh, participate in the Nest Fest, which is um, a big event uh, with the Nestor. It's basically an outdoor shopping, fun, food, music, extravaganza kind of thing. Um, actually at her house. Um, anyway, I'm one of the featured authors. I'm not speaking, but I'll be there signing books and I would absolutely love to meet you. And it would be a great girl's day out um, or bring your husband or whatever. But um, anyway, that is coming up at the end of October. The reason I want to make sure I go ahead and tell you about that now is um, she opened up tickets earlier this week, and I know on the first day she'd already sold 25% of the tickets. It's actually at her home, which I think they're on like an older farm or something like that, so or a restored farm. And um, so it's something that she only can sell a limited number of tickets, which is like a thousand, but still, um, I just want to make sure that you know about that before it's too late. So, um, I also want to uh, tell you we're going to talk about um, a uh, Instant Pot meal plan that Tiffany has that's free for you. Um, it's basically um, just the entire shopping list, recipes, the entire meal plan. She has a meal planning service, but it's a week's worth of Instant Pot meal plan will um, kind of help get you used to using the Instant Pot, okay? So anyway, that is one week's free Instant Pot meal plan. You can go to aslobchemsclean.com slash eat at home, E-A-T-A-T-H-O-M-E, eat at home, all one word, and um, get your, I'll have the link there to get that. Whew, I promise 
this is going to go better than it just sounded just now. Okay, here's Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. I'm excited that you're here today with me. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Well, I'm um, excited to have you explain and help us with our fear of the Instant Pot. We're also going to talk about sheet pan dinners. Um, just a little bit of background for everybody um, as far as, you know, Tiffany and I have known each other for a really long time, kind of beginning of blogging for me at least. Um, but I heard you talk at the Becoming Conference in, um, when was that, April? Yeah, I think so. And you did a session on, what was the name of your session? Do you remember? No. <laughs> it was something about like getting dinner on the table super fast, which is my yeah. personal passion. And I know it's a passion of a lot of my listeners as well. So, um, but one of the things you, you talked specifically about different ways to get dinner on the table quickly, which we're going to briefly cover sheet pan dinners because that was kind of a new concept to me. Um, but then you, after I left that, I started using my instant pot. Like I had maybe used it once or twice, maybe four or five times. I don't know in the couple of years that I'd had it because I was scared of it. And you just kind of were real, um, just, just kind of gave the basics and don't forget this and remember this and you'll be fine and don't worry about it. And, um, and it really helped me. So I asked some of the readers this morning, on our readers, whoever I ask people on Instagram at um, Instagram.com slash slob comes clean. Y'all can find me there um, for their instant pot questions. And so we're going to go over that. But before we do, I want to know how you ended up writing a cookbook because you had a cookbook that just came out, what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, it, it came out um, about a month ago. And how I came about doing that is after almost 10 years of blogging, it just seemed like it was finally time to do a cookbook. <laughs> um, so that's where it came from. And it's, it's all designed to solve problems around dinner. So the chapters are kind of divided up into, I only have 15 minutes tonight. We're going to be out of the house all day and I don't have time to cook. Um, I don't have time for dishes tonight. Oh, that's my favorite. Those, yeah. Those <laughs> kinds of things that, we all deal with if we've got a busy family. Um, so that's, that's where that came from. And this is all developed from your 10 years of writing a food blog, right? Yes. Yeah. From that. And then just, of course, having my own family and trying to figure out how I'm going to cook when I'm in the car at five 30, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, which is, we all go through that. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's where that came from. Well, tell me about a typical day in your house. Not that any day is ever actually typical, but give me like a normal day so that we can kind of, um, you know, you said be in the car at 530. So, you know, what is it that goes on for y'all? Yeah, my normal day in the last um, probably six months has changed a lot because um, where before that my husband was you know, doing typical husband work thing. And I had been a stay at home mom and I still am um, all this time, but that was my primary. And then um, things started getting busier with the cookbook and the business. And so he started picking up a little bit more of the driving. So I'm not as crazy as I used to be. <laughs> also, we only have one child left at home. Um, so that also in itself helps, you know, you're like you're in the trenches with yours. 
um, all of them there. Yeah, I do have but, one who drives and that's really, yeah, oh my gosh, <laughs> that opens up a whole new world. <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy. I didn't think I would like it. I thought I would be nervous. And I mean, yes, of course I am. I do think about it, but man, it's so nice. <laughs> it is. It really is because yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> it is. So that's where, you know, you feel like you're going to be in those years forever. And we're just kind of coming out of that. Um, I, my youngest still doesn't drive, so I still, still do a lot of driving for her. But, um, like I said, my husband has picked up some of that. So a typical day, um, will have me working kind of up until 5.30 or 6 o'clock when I say, oh, goodness, I got to go make something for dinner. Um, or we're needing to leave for a soccer game or something before that. Um, and I either need to get organized and pack some food for us or we're going to end up eating out like at a fast food place, which is I just always wish that we would have packed at least a peanut butter sandwich before right. we do that. Um, so I, I don't know if that answered the typical day question. It does. Well, and you, you kind of just real quickly went over, you were like, well, I'm a stay at home mom basically still, but I work till five or five thirty or six. So just to be clear, you know, you're writing this cookbook, you have had this blog for 10 years, but you also have like a meal planning service that I know yeah. quite a few of my listeners have, have used and continue to use. So, um, that's like a, that's a major business endeavor right there. It is. It is a major business endeavor. So I have people who work with me and, you know, we're trying to get the meal plans out every every month for our members and um, take care of them. And yeah, so it is. It's a business. Which I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of meal planning services. I really am. I think that um, it's kind of one of those low level outsourcing things, yes. you know, when you are overwhelmed and you think I can't keep on top of everything, but I also can't afford to hire someone to clean yet, or I can't afford to, uh, whatever, knowing that, um, you know, that that's a, that's a minimal cost that can take so much stress off of you. So I'm a big fan of that, as you know. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, because it is fairly inexpensive. In fact, it'll save you money if you, you know, if it's saving yeah. you from being out, usually just one time and you've paid for it for the month um, or longer, you know, depending on the size of your family. Um, exactly. Yeah. I'm a big fan of taking decision making off the plate. Yes. Me yeah. Because <laughs> decisions um, is where I can spend a lot of unnecessary time. So, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, so I've got some questions for you from people. Like I said, we're talking about Instant Pot. Um, Okay, first of all, tell me, these are not questions from specific people. These are just from me. But I, one of the things you were really big on in your session when I heard was like the most common misconceptions that people have about Instant Pot, Instant Pots or, you know, pressure cookers, whatever you want to call them. I know that's a brand name, but anyway, um, that can cause people to get into trouble with them, not trouble like danger, but you know, that, that they don't work the way they dreamed they would work because they had the wrong impression of things. So explain some of that for us. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I see online when I see articles about the Instant Pot is that you can have your dinner ready in five or ten minutes. Um, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, it just it sounds like because you you're setting your 
cook time for a short time. In some cases, you can set it for that short of a time, but you still have to wait for the pot to reach pressure. You have to wait for the pot to release the pressure. Even if you do a quick release, that takes a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have to build in some extra time. And, you know, most most things will take 20 to 30 minutes um, for, like, a chicken or something like that. I have seen people say they've been able to cook a whole chicken from frozen in 30 minutes, start to finish. I do not believe these people. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) what size of bird they're cooking. Yeah. A normal size chicken frozen, you would never, ever be able to do that. If you have one that's completely thawed out, you can probably set your cook time for 30 minutes, but you're still going to have to tack on maybe an extra 10 minutes for the pot to reach pressure, maybe longer if it's cold from the refrigerator, which it probably is because you're not going to leave your chicken on your counter. Um, so, well, yeah. and that's something that, um, that, I mean, I had kind of figured that out, but it was still frustrating. And so as I would use it, I would think, well, am I doing something wrong? Because this isn't as instant as I thought it was going to be, or as people acted like it was going to be. So, um, when you said it bringing up to pressure, one of the things that you mentioned was, um, you know, especially if it's frozen, it takes the colder something is, the longer it's going to take to come up to pressure, right? Exactly. The colder it is and the fuller you have your pot of cold food, the longer it's going to take to reach pressure. So did you give us some tricks on how to make that go a little bit faster? Is Was it using the saute function? If you, yeah, if you're going to um, start a recipe, some recipes you would start by sauteing something um, or getting the liquid up to a temperature that would, you know, that would make it go a little bit faster. You can't really do that with every recipe. Um, like, I'm not sure that you would want to pour hot chicken broth over a chicken to get, you know what I mean? To, right. To do that. Um but even so, it still can be a really convenient appliance depending on your schedule for your day. So that's where I think we break down a lot is we try to fit our recipe in, into our day. So maybe we have a 30-minute recipe, but maybe we only have 15 minutes to cook. Or maybe we only had five minutes to get something in the crock pot in the morning. So a 30-minute recipe isn't going to do us any good if we're coming in at 6.30 with a hungry crew of kids that want to eat now. Right. <laughs> you know, um, that's where we can kind of lose traction. But an instant pot, if you've got some time in the afternoon, you can set it up, let it do the pressure cooking, let it switch over to keep warm, and then your dinner will be ready for you when you come in. Um, well, and I think that's how I finally started using it this summer is I never thought to put something in the crock pot in the morning in the summer, like ever. But I could put, you know, real food in the Instant Pot um, before we left for the pool and then it just keeps it warm. Excited to tell you about our sponsor for this show. Thank you to the sponsors. You make this show possible. And this sponsor is True Botanicals. True Botanicals believes you shouldn't have to choose between skincare that's safe and skincare that's effective. You deserve both. With the help of leading researchers from top universities, True Botanicals bottles the highest quality natural ingredients, creating luxurious formulas that are as potent as they are pure. Third-party clinical trials verify their product's efficacy. 
Their Renew Collection for Aging sun, Skin, sorry, for Aging Skin outperformed Creme de la Mer, and their Clear Collection for Acne outperformed Proactive Plus. Proof that non-toxic skincare can not only be as effective as conventional skincare, but it can be better. And True Botanicals is the first skincare company to have its entire line certified safe for people and the planet by the new by the nonprofit Made Safe, America's first non-toxic seal. Go to TrueBotanicals.com now to get free samples and receive $20 off orders of $40 or more on your first purchase with the code CLEAN. Again, go to truebotanicals.com now to get free samples and receive $20 off orders of $40 or more on your first purchase with the code CLEAN. Tell us what your, like, what are some good starter meals for somebody who uh, is just getting started with their pressure cooker? If you're very, very first, like your very first thing that you're going to make, I would recommend making a side dish because your whole meal isn't dependent on it, right? Right. So if for some reason it it doesn't cook in the amount of time or it just, you know, whatever, um, it's just your side dish. So uh, And it's simple. So I really love doing rice in the Instant Pot. Um, you can do brown rice for like a cup of brown rice, a cup and a quarter of water, and a 17-minute cook time. Um, that's super easy. It's a nice way to get used to the buttons and the functions on your pot. Okay. Um, one that's a little bit more complicated but so delicious is macaroni and cheese. Um, and that recipe is on my blog somewhere. I think if you search pressure cooker mac and cheese, you'll find it. It's amazing. Um, but it's another e- really easy one. To well, do. Can you explain that? Because in my mind, I'm thinking – I don't make macaroni and cheese in one pot. You know, I mean, I guess I technically do, but I make it in stages. So mm-hmm. how does that work? That Can you just kind of tell the overall? Yeah. So you put your macaroni and water and a little salt and seasoning in the pot and then um, set, you seal the lid, set the cook time. I forget, I think maybe four minutes and then you release the pressure, take the lid off and then you add, um, copious amounts of cheese <laughs> and some half and half milk combo. It's not low cal at all, but it's okay. so good. Um, yeah. So that's how that works. And then do you put it on pressure cook again or the cheese just no, melts from how it hot it already was? Melts in there. Um, you can use the saute function at that point to, to keep it warm. Sometimes just the heat from the pot is enough for me, but sometimes I'll kick on that saute function. Okay. Well, and that's a question that we actually got a lot from quite a few different people was, do I, okay, it came in different forms. Some people said, why do I need this instead of my crock pot? Some people said, if I have this, do I still need my crock pot or my rice cooker or Mm -hmm. whatever? So I know for me, the thing that I am not an instant pot fanatic yet, I'm learning to really like it. Um, but I do like that I can saute in it and then do stuff. And to me, that kind of sets it apart from the crock pot, other than the fact that it's a completely different appliance. But like, what is your opinion on that? Are you still using your crock pot as much or, um, or what? I'm not using it as much as I used to. I do still use it sometimes. Um, I tend to use the, the instant pot and set it up a little later in the day. I just kind of plan for that instead of setting some setting it up in the morning 
Um, now one thing I don't do very often, and I think it's because I'm such a lazy cook. I don't <laughs> always saute or brown my meat. Um, I just, I know that it tastes better. I don't care because I'm in a hurry and I just want to get dinner done. Um, and a lot of times I'm starting with frozen meat, like frozen chicken tenders or something. Um, so I use that saute function before I, um, you know, start the rest of the recipe. As and often. that's why I like you. Because <laughs> you're like, I write cookbooks and I have a meal planning service and I'm such a lazy cook. <laughs> I am a lazy cook. And honestly, I think a lot of us are, you know, we oh, have yes. a million other things to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can, yeah. We'll save all of that. You're a lazy cook, but you don't do, you make real food as convenient as it can possibly be. Yes. Without using convenience foods. Right. right. With, yeah. Okay. Right. I just gave yeah. you a new tagline. So. There you go. Yeah. Now I will. I I am not opposed to convenience foods. And in our meal plans, we have like a traditional plan that does use more convenience items in it. Um, and then the wholesome traditional and no flour, no sugar plans. We we steer more clear of that, especially in the no flour, no sugar plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'll use a convenience product if I'm not opposed to a frozen French fry. Let's just say that. <laughs> um. Frozen french fries are way better than when I, I know somebody's going to get mad, but when I try to slice them up myself, I'm sorry, they don't taste the same. No, they're different. They're yeah. good, but they're not. Yeah, right. It doesn't taste like a french fry. It tastes like whatever. Yeah. Okay. Potato. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they're good, but they're not. Yes. Fries. Okay. Um, all right. So I have a question here uh, from CG Mellie's. Okay. She says, how do you cook meat from frozen? Mine always comes out gross. I feel like somebody else said something about when they try to cook from frozen, it comes out rubbery. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm curious what type of meat they're cooking from frozen because I think that might make a difference. Okay. Um, I cook often from frozen chicken tenders or um, frozen chicken breasts, like the thinner kind. Um, I do that pretty frequently and that seems to work really well. I don't usually cook like a whole roast that's solid frozen. Okay. Um, it, I want just feel better if I thaw that a little bit in the microwave. So it's okay. partially thawed. Um, Number one, it's going to take forever to cook that in the instant pot or any other cooking method um, just because it's frozen solid and it's a big roast, right? Um, so so I would like you say that. that is a difference too between, because I have noticed that too. And I'm the, when, what I'm picturing in my head as being the rubbery chicken when I've done this, I think it was the bigger, thicker pieces, like the bigger chicken breasts. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. think that's what it is? I think it might be, um, and again, if it's, you know, those thicker kind of even the boneless kind, I'll usually try to thaw those a little bit in the microwave before I add them either to the slow cooker or the instant pot. It just okay. makes me feel better. I know some people start it from frozen and they do it and it's fine, um, but I usually thaw it a little bit. And if it's a whole chicken, I want that all the way thawed. I don't want any of that to be frozen when I start. Okay. Um, What's your I reasoning? Don't. Um, 
I was just going to say, I'm not sure I have a reason. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think it's um, just that maybe a little bit of food safety fear um, coming out. I'm not sure that it's well grounded, although some people won't cook any kind of meat from frozen because of that. So, you know, you have to do what works for you and for your family and what you're comfortable with. But, yeah, I think it could be that trying to start from solid frozen to go clear to cooked might just be a little, it might be asking a little much of the instant pot. Okay. So did we cover whether people should keep their crock pots? We didn't cover that, but um, you don't have to. I would say if you're going to use the instant pot as a slow cooker, I would invest in a glass lid just because it's nice to be able to see what's going on in there if it's going to be in there for eight hours. Okay. Um, and you just get that on Amazon or what? Yeah, you can get those on Amazon. They're not very expensive. Um, you don't have to have a glass lid to use it as a slow cooker. Um, I still use my slow cookers, though, just because I kind of like the shape of them. The Instant Pot is uh, pretty deep. Mm-hmm. And so depending on what I'm making, maybe I don't want it in that shape of a pot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, plus, I am prone to setting up more than one pressure cooker at a time and more than one slow cooker at a time. That's actually what I was going to say, too. I mean, that's my I mean, that's that's my go to party food is to have um, beans in one crock pot, nacho cheese in another crock pot, taco meat in another crock pot. You know, I mean, like mm-hmm. and so the to me, the instant pot is another one of those, you know, like that's, that just makes entertaining pretty easy. It Um, does. And if I'm feeling on top of things, um, well, or if I do this, I do feel on top of things. If I know I'm going to be gone in the afternoon, um, I will set up maybe the crock pot with chicken curry and I'll put the rice in the instant pot or, um, set up my instant pot with chicken curry and put rice or, baked sweet potatoes. They're not really baked in my other Cuisinart pressure cooker. Um, and just, you know, have multiple appliances going. (laughs) Okay. Tell me about the baked potatoes that aren't really baked in your instant pot. I actually love it for this. Um, you can start, I just scrub the potatoes just like you would. Um, I poke them. I don't know if potatoes actually explode, but that's what my mom told me. So I always did too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then I put them on a rack in the instant pot. Is this a rack that you purchased? I think it came with a pot. Okay. Cause I think I've lost mine. (laughs) If you don't have a rack, nothing bad is going to happen. It'll be Okay. 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 Um, put a couple cups of water in there and then set your pot for, depending on how many potatoes you've got in there. I can't remember, maybe 20-ish minutes, 15 minutes. Okay. Or maybe close to 30 if you've got a pot full of potatoes. And then they just, they kind of bake. They, it tastes just like a baked potato. So it does take like a, taste like a baked potato because in my mind it would taste more like a boiled potato. Well, I guess it's close enough for me. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm good with close enough. Something you just said is actually the main thing that I learned from you that I probably would have learned if I had read the instruction book online. <laughs> and that is water. Like you mentioned when I went to your session that you have to have water. It does not work if you don't have water. And I'm like, well, that's why. What? Because one of the main things I use mine for now 
because it's just so neat and clean and fairly fast is when I get my ground beef, um, mm. I cook, you know, as much as I can fit basically in there. And one time I did it and it worked amazingly. And I think maybe because I had looked up an actual instructions to it. The next time I thought I remembered what to do, but I didn't put any water in and I was done and it wasn't cooked. Yeah. Yeah. And that's frustrating too, because you'll get to the end of the cook time and take the lid off and it seemed like it should, like it's been in there long enough, but right. really cook. Um, yeah. And it doesn't have to be water for a recipe, but it, the recipe has to have enough liquid. So that could be broth. It could be, um, diced tomatoes or salsa. Um, I'm trying to think of what other kinds of liquids things, but any kind of liquidy. Okay. So that's just the main thing. It, it like the instant, the pressure cooker feature does not even work without liquid in there. Exactly. That's and right. That, yeah. That was the main thing I learned that I was like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. why I tried okay. to do a breakfast casserole one time that had uh, shredded potatoes and cheese and you know, the beaten eggs and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I, I thought maybe in the eggs there would be enough liquid and it didn't cook. So then I took the lid off. I added water. I, you know, restarted. I could never get it to reach pressure. It just was never going to, you can't make a breakfast casserole in there. It doesn't work. Unless you put it in a casserole dish and then put, set that on the rack and put the water underneath and you, now can, you could use the crock pot feature and it would work, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so here's a question that we've already answered, but I just want to clarify that, yes, this is not just <laughs> my problem. Um, a savoring mom said, why doesn't it seem so instant? That's definitely been a turnoff. So we talked about that as the whole I, – I think it's misrepresentation sometimes on, yeah. um, you know, people saying, oh, it only took – well, yes, technically it only cooked for this amount of time. But the getting to pressure is an actual issue. It is an actual issue. And I think sometimes when people say that they've cooked something in such a short time, they set their pot and then they walk away and they're doing a million other things because we all are. And they don't realize how much time went by before they come back and they have their dinner ready. Um, So so you're basically being really nice and giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt there. (laughs) You're such a good person. Um, okay. Here's one that, um, okay. Do you feel like it? Okay. This is, so I know we talked about keeping your crock pot too, but this one says, is it better than, is it better to have than a crock pot? I don't really want both. If they only wanted one, which one would you choose? I would choose the one that fits your day best. So if you find that you have more time in the morning to set up your crock pot, and you are needing to leave that cooking for eight to 12 hours, depending on your day, I would go with the crock pot or the slow cooker. Well, and I think Um, too, if you are feeding yourself and your family or whoever you're supposed to be feeding, if you're feeding them just fine and you have a system down with a crock pot, don't change to an instant pot, right? Right. I mean, you do not need, you don't need a crock pot or an instant pot to get on with life, right? We can all, we all have stoves and ovens in our houses usually. And well, and I I feel like that's part of the, the, um, the idea behind it is it does seem like it's going to solve all my problems. 
I personally do not feel it has solved all my problems. I have gotten to where I do really like it. And I know there are people who it has solved all their problems, um, supposedly. But it depends on what your problems are, right? <laughs> <laughs> I yes. mean, it really depends on what your day is like and what your cooking life is like. Right. Um, and what kinds of food you like. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. We got a lot of questions about cleaning it. Mm. So go. Okay. So my Cuisinart pressure cooker has a nonstick interior. And I know some people are against that, but my goodness, it cleans so easy. So if I'm feeling very lazy, which is a lot of the time, I will pull that one out instead because it's so easy to clean. Okay. The Instant Pot has a stainless steel interior. It's fairly easy to clean, but it can require a little bit more scrubbing than, than you know, if it had the nonstick liner. Um, I really I, like those those little smiley face scrubbies. You know what I'm talking about? Those yellow smiley face. Kind of with a, a, like a green scrubby on one side and a yellow on the other? Um, no. The ones I had are just yellow, but okay. Anyway, you, if they're in cold water, they're stiffer, and if you put them in warm water, they're a little bit softer. Okay. But those are great for cleaning the instant pot. Um, I wish I knew what they were called, but um. I think a lot of people are asking about the lid and the yes. seal. The seal. I have tried everything. And by everything, I mean I have soaked it in vinegar, I've soaked it in baking soda, I've soaked it in baking soda and vinegar. I've tried hot water soak, I've put it in the sunshine. I have tried denture cleaner. <laughs> Nothing works. <laughs> Nothing works on what? What? Tell us what um, it is. That ring will eventually develop a smell. So whatever, like if you've been cooking something savory with onions or um like chicken or spices, eventually it will hold that smell to where you, you just can't take it anymore because your whole kitchen is like, what is that smell? Um, so I found I just end up throwing them away when they get to that point okay. and ordering new. And I like on Amazon, you can get them in different colors. So then if you are making something sweet like an applesauce or um, yogurt or something that you don't want to taste like chicken and onions, you can use your special colored seal for that. I think that's a great idea. So how many seals do you have? Um, I usually, I just ordered a three pack and I probably won't have to order again for, I don't know, three months or so, four okay. months, you know. And that's with using your Instapot how often? A couple times a week. Okay. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's not too bad. And there, um, you can get them on sale. I don't know, like a three pack for eleven or twelve dollars. Okay. You probably can do better than that sometimes. Um, yeah. So it's not a big investment, but it is a little bit. Can you put um, Can you put the lid in the dishwasher? I actually don't know. I don't. Everybody needs to read their instruction so book. Full that <laughs> the big step I just can't wash. Yeah. So I don't know. I think when I started, I, for some reason, the, um, the lid, the top or whatever looked 
electronic to me or something, I guess, because it's, you know, kind of silver and plastic mm-hmm. and all this different <laughs> stuff. And so for some reason I was like, okay, you know, cause things like that stress me out, you know, like the old crock pots where it was all one piece. And so you had to like clean it out, but you couldn't actually get the outside wet and stuff like that. And then I realized, wait, there's, it looks this way, but there's nothing. I mean, I, I just wash it with soapy water. Um, right. Yeah. And I also, this is terrible, but I didn't realize until after the first time or two that the, um, the seal thing actually does come all the way out. So I think I was washing around it. So who even knows (laughs) we're all alive. So we're good. Um, (laughs) but I was like, Oh, you can get a whole lot cleaner if you take that thing out. (laughs) Anyway, our second sponsor for today's podcast is song Finch. Song Finch is a personalized gifting company that brings stories, feelings, and memories to life through one-of-a-kind songs with personalized songs starting at $99 and delivered within seven days. Their community of professional songwriters will handcraft the best gift you can give. Song Finch created a personalized song for my husband. He loves it, and we both sing it regularly. Now, I told them his personal interests and what we all love about him, and they put it in a song. This was an amazing gift, and it would be perfect for birthdays, anniversaries, graduations, weddings, or any other special occasion where you need a meaningful gift. And it's a gift that doesn't collect any dust. Here's a little bit of Bob's song. And that after many years and miles, there would come a time when you would be my song lives on a personal URL called your story homepage where you can listen and download the song, read the lyrics, learn about your songwriter and share your song. I loved this process. It was a fun process for me to go through um, coming up with the things that they might include in the song. And then it was honestly a tearjerker for both of us when we actually heard the song. Of course, it was a total, complete surprise to him. So that was fun. Um, Go to songfinch.com to check out the process and use the promo code CLEAN for $20 off your personalized song from scratch. That's songfinch.com. Use promo code CLEAN for $20 off your personalized song from scratch. When should I use the tray inside the pot? Um, I have no idea if that's what it's called, but it came with the pot. So, like, what are some times when you use that tray? Because I think sometimes we get stressed out. We're like, wait, what is this? What do I use this for? I think she's talking about that that metal rack that comes with the pot. Yes. Um, I use that when I'm doing potatoes or really anything that I want to lift up above the liquid. Um, boiled eggs, hard-boiled eggs is another one. Okay. Um, if you were going to put a little casserole dish in there, like to make a little egg casserole, but it would be kind of small, I think, um, okay. just in order to fit. But you could do that. I think I've seen cheesecake recipes. That would be the same thing that you would want to 
you need the liquid underneath, but you don't want it in your actual cheesecake. Okay. Um, I had two that kind of go together. One is how do you keep food from getting too, and that's with four O's, too mushy? And another one is best recipes that aren't soggy. Okay. So um, I think these do kind of go together. So I'm going to take the mushy just sounds like overcooked. Okay. To me. Like maybe you just need to reduce your cooking time there. Also, if you're putting in um, vegetables in with meat, like some, I have recipes that will have broccoli or red peppers or whatever in with the meat, and those ingredients take less time to cook. Same as if you're doing them in a slow cooker. They don't need to cook as long as the meat. Um, so you're either going to end up with vegetables that are a little overcooked, which sometimes I feel like is still worth the trade-off for me to not have to remember to put them in later. Mm -hmm. um, or you can cook them either separately or just add them to the pot later and then reseal. Um, and when you have to do that, when you open it and then reseal it because it's already hot, it's going to come to pressure a lot faster, right? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And then the soggy part, that is, I think, I, I'm not exactly sure what she means, but I'm going to say it's because you have to have extra liquid. So, like, if I'm making, say, a chicken taco type of recipe in my, um, or, say, chicken fajitas in my slow cooker. I don't have to add any extra liquid. It's just the chicken, the seasoning, the peppers and onions. But if I'm making that in the instant pot, I'm going to add like a can of diced tomatoes and green chilies or a cup of salsa or something, you know, to be liquidy. But then the resulting recipe at the end is also more liquidy. So we have to serve with a slotted spoon. Okay. So, so it's partly again, just like, the nature of it's this appliance. Of the, exactly. It's the nature of it. So if you don't like that at all, if you, if like, if it's not worth the trade off of serving your tacos with a slotted spoon to you, then you need to use a different, um, a different cooking method for those tacos and save your instant pot for making soups and things like that. Which, I mean, there's part of me too that, you know, I can see myself going, do I really need a whole nother appliance for soups? And I am using it. I mean, for me, I'm almost convinced of it just from the cooking the ground beef. <laughs> That's made it so yeah. much easier and it doesn't get, you know, grease splattered all over mm -hmm. my kitchen and stuff. But um the other thing is I do find like there's a special, there's a soup that we love so much. Um And when I do it in the instant pot, it tastes like it's been on the stove all day. You know, like the ideal yeah. way to do a soup, it tastes like that after, you know, 30 minutes plus coming to pressure and releasing right. pressure and all that. But basically in an hour, I can have something that tastes like I didn't just dump it in a pot. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and the other thing, I just really love the Instant Pot. I think it, even if I never did a main dish in it, for the side dishes, for the rice and the potatoes and the mac and cheese and the mashed cauliflower and um yeah all of that it's just really convenient for me so with the mashed potatoes do you put a certain amount of liquid in them that then's gonna is gonna stay in them or how do you do that um well i said mashed cauliflower but if oh. i was gonna do mashed <laughs> potatoes you would um cook them in the water and then drain them and then just kind of do them you know like you okay. would in mashed potatoes okay the mashed cauliflower 
you um, just, I start with frozen florets and I cook them until they fall apart with a spoon. So, and then I drain that extra liquid off, stir it with a spoon till they fall apart, add cream cheese and salt. They're delicious. So if you're kind of low carb yeah, on the day, you know, good. um, oh, so good. I might actually try that. We'll see. I have cauliflower issues. <laughs> Do not tell me that cauliflower rice is the same as real rice. <laughs> it is not. It's, it's just a cruel, cruel joke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and don't ever try to convince your kids either because they'll never believe anything you say again. Um, okay. So I think we kind of talked about this. How do you deal with cooking multiple ingredients with different cook times? Yeah. You would need to, um, either just use a different cooking method altogether for that ingredient that needs a different cook time or add it to the pot later. Um, all right. So here's a good one. I'm a single person living alone. Would it be a functional appliance for me? That would totally depend just on your schedule and, um, you know, how you want to cook. Um, it's definitely not something you need um, or that anybody needs. Right. Because we talked right. about that. But, um, yeah, if you feel like it, you have more time in the afternoon or maybe a half an hour, 40 minutes before you're ready to eat in the evening and you wanted to set it up or you like to maybe batch cook things. Like I love it for cooking chicken as well. Like you do the ground beef, I'll do a whole bunch of chicken in there and then put that in the, in the freezer. Um, so tell me when you do that chicken, what do you like? How much water do you put in there? How, what kind of seasonings? And is this like for shredded chicken or? Yeah, I don't usually shred mine. Like I've seen people put it in the stand mixer and really get it shredded. Um, I usually just kind of chop mine or pull it apart. Um, But yeah, I'll use whatever kind of chicken breast. Sometimes I order like a really big pack of the fresh chicken breasts from, you know, the grocery and just do that as soon as I get home. or I've done it with frozen. I've done whole chickens in them and then just pull that meat off the bones and pack it up in two to three cup quantities. Um, okay. What about, um, converting? Like, do you have any specific tricks for if they want to try one of their favorite recipes, convert it to the instant pot? Like what are some things to look out for? So if it's a recipe that has enough liquid in it already and you're looking for about one and a half cups minimum, um, then then it's a good candidate. Or if you can add liquid to it and not compromise the recipe too much. Okay. Um, then to find a cook time, I usually would just Google the Instant Pot cook time for whatever kind of meat it is. And sometimes I'll look at several different recipes um, and then get a good estimate of that time. Um, you know, if one recipe says 15 minutes, another one may say 25. And then I use my best judgment and think which one of those makes most sense or go in the middle somewhere um, and then test it for myself. Yeah, and that's pretty much all you would need to do to convert recipes. Okay. Well, okay, we've got, I think I'm going to do two more questions and then I want to talk about the basic idea of a sheet pan dinner. Um, okay, so this one is kind of me. I mean, it's one of those where I just had to tell myself that I was going to be okay. But um, the question is, I'm terrified it will blow up in my face. Yeah. 
So a lot of people are very afraid of them. So if you have, um, if your experience is with the old stovetop kind, those are not as stable as the new digital kind. The new kind, you can't open them while they're under pressure. And they're pretty easy to see when the pressure is totally released as well. So, well, mine um, won't even open. Like, yeah, I, will, they, I will try. <laughs> Cause I'm yeah, like, I'm ready. I'm ready for this to be done. <laughs> Yeah, I would say don't try too hard, but, okay. but yeah, they won't open. They lock. Um, yeah, so that they're not nearly as scary as those old stovetop kind. Okay. Well, good. Um, let's see. And then this one is, I'm not sure exactly, um, but I feel like I know what she's saying. Do you have to prep chicken every time? Is there any recipes you can just bung it all in? I'm thinking throw it all in. Um so, you know, like what is, go ahead and give us like two recipes where you literally just throw some things in there and it makes a meal. Okay. So I, my favorite meat for just throwing it in is chicken tenders, frozen chicken tenders, because they thaw out so quickly, you know, they're pretty small. Um, so I'll put a couple pounds of those in the crock pot. And then um, I think I've got a chicken curry recipe, which is. Um, a diced onion and I think a cup of salsa and three tablespoons of curry powder. I think oh, you might need to look that up before. I wouldn't make that recipe on what I just went off the top of my head. <laughs> hey, if you, if you think of it, send me um, the link to that recipe. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then set your cook time for, I think it's like 15 minutes. It's not that long. And then you add a can of coconut milk at the end of that. Um, another one would be to do like a chicken fajita or chicken taco thing. And this one you just truly cannot mess up. It's whatever you find in your kitchen pretty much that meets your Mexican flavor requirements. <laughs> so you put your chicken um, tenders in there. You can do it just from frozen and then add whatever you want. You can add a cup of salsa and leave it at that. You could add diced tomatoes or diced tomatoes with green chilies, um, taco seasoning, fajita seasoning, onion. You could add black beans, corn. I mean, you could get as, you know, involved as you wanted to. Um, but then at the end, just shred that up and put it in tortillas with cheese and you're good to go. That sounds good. Okay. Um, I really appreciate all of your help. I feel like hopefully I will be a little more willing to be um, adventurous with mine. Um, but I do want to talk about sheet pan dinners because this is something I had kind of seen floating around the internet, but hadn't really paid much attention to. So tell us what sheet pan dinners are. Okay. The idea of a sheet pan dinner is just that you're going to cook your meat and your vegetables all together on one pan. So, um, they're very easy to do. You just, it sometimes is a little bit of timing. So you might, if your potatoes need longer, you might stick those in the oven and then um, get them started on one end of the sheet pan while you prep the meat and other vegetables to go on on the pan as well. I love them because I can line the pan with parchment paper or foil, and then I don't have to wash so much. You know, I just kind of wipe that pan down. And you generally um, do, you use the, like a cookie sheet with an edge on it, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, somebody called them cookie sheet dinners, which sounds a lot better, if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) 
So t- what's your what's your favorite super easy fast um cookie sheet dinner or whatever? Okay, my fastest fastest one, which is a um a big cheat, is again with the frozen chicken tenders. I put them on at one end, still frozen. Shake some like McCormick um vermidon brown sugar seasoning or the Montreal steak seasoning or just salt and pepper, whatever you want on them. And do you use the steak seasoning or the Montreal chicken? I always use the steak seasoning, but okay. I bet the chicken is really good too. Well, it tastes different because I had tried it one time and I was like, wait, this is not, or maybe I got the wrong thing. I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. I do want to clarify too, that when you're saying chicken tenders, you do not mean breaded chicken tenders. Like sometimes no. I'm thinking that way. You're talking about just, it's the, this is the kind of meat. It's the smaller. It doesn't have the little stuff you have to trim off or might trim off. A little yeah. Bit. It's like the boneless, um, I don't know if maybe they're chicken called tenderloins. Yeah, those. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think okay. maybe in different parts of the um, country they're called different things. Okay. But yeah, they they have no breading on them. They're just a piece of chicken, but it's cut in a skinny way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at the other end of the pan, you can go ahead and get those started in the oven about four twenty-five. And then um, pour a thing of thin-cut green beans into a bowl. Put a little olive oil over the top, salt and pepper, or the or whatever seasoning you like, and toss that, and then put that at the other end of the pan, um, and let those cook for maybe ten to twelve minutes um, while the chicken finishes up. You know, let it all finish together. Yeah, that's my biggest cheat. But really, any kind of um, potato, vegetable, butternut squash, sweet potatoes, um, any kind of vegetable. Different the one of, that you mentioned, how long would you say is that start to finish? That um, probably 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty quick. And so the, that's the thing about those recipes is you do kind of need to be home a little while before you want to eat your dinner. Yeah. So they're not great for every night, but for sometimes. Well, I really, really appreciate you talking to us today. This has been fun. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. And, um, okay, tell us where we can find you. I am going to, as soon as I finish with you, I'm going to um, tell them where to go to get your Instant Pot. What is it called? Instant Pot, like a cheese it's, thing? Or how would you yeah, describe it's that? Instant Pot Dinners. Um, so it's a meal plan, and it's put together just exactly like, um, all the other eat at home meal plans. So you get the color coded grocery list and, um, the printable recipes and there's six dinners and a dessert. But the instant pot one, it's all, um, all that you can do in the instant pot. The only okay. difference is it, we only have one size. I think that one feeds six to eight people. And with the eat at home meal plans, we give, um, members two different sizes. So for families of three or four or families of six to eight people. But it would be a great way for someone to kind of like tackle their instant pot and say, I'm going to do this meal plan, even if you because the meal plans are set up in a way where you don't have to do all the meals in the week. You can choose these three meals or something like that. Right. Oh, yes. For yeah. sure. So yeah, you don't have if, to do it all. If it's you choose meal. those meals, then, you know, you could easily say this is the week. Uh, it's kind of like when I lived by myself overseas and I had biscuits and gravy every night for a week <laughs> because I wanted to learn how to make them. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So anyway, I have issues, but, um, but I learned and I can make really good gravy now, but it's like, I just did it every single night until I figured it out. Um, but that would be a way to do that. So it's like, and it's free. It's one week of instant pot focused dinners. And that's right. And I will tell your readers a secret. Okay. I love secrets. Um, We are going to do an instant pot school in October. Oh, cool. Um, and that, that'll be a free school, but it's going to be based on that menu. So they can get a little bit of a head start. And then, um, yeah, I'll be on Facebook Live and all. doing. we're going to learn to use that Instant Pot. Well, and you do Facebook Lives how often? Usually every week on Wednesdays. Yep. Wednesday morning. 11 Eastern. Okay. And you get on and you demonstrate a recipe or a skill or what? Yeah, I would say probably 99% of the time I'm um, cooking some kind of a recipe. Every once in a while we do something a little different. But Okay. Yep. Cool. Well, thank you so much. And they can, um, yeah, I'll give them the link to get to that Instant Pot dinners thing. Oop, I think I just messed up my microphone. Anyway. <laughs> yes, I am super um, polished here. Anyway. Okay, well, thanks for joining me. And um, I hope your cookbook, which I have seen in both Walmart and now Costco, is doing awesome. amazing. That's so exciting. Thank you. Thank you. I, I keep trying to tell people. I'm like, um, I don't think you understand what a big deal it is for a book to be in Walmart. It's a really big deal. It is. Yeah, I've yet to see it in Walmart myself, but um, they still have it at mine. I about flipped when I saw it at Costco yesterday. <laughs> That's so exciting. So yeah, that was fun. You guys like Tiffany? She's so um non frou fru, I guess. Anyway, I just really like her. But I hope that answered your questions that you might have wondered about Instant Pot. Um, it, it, honestly, I, I loved how she was so adamant about, um, in a Tiffany way, adamant about, you know, if you don't need it, you don't need it. And that's the best way to not have clutter is just to not get it. And so hopefully you have information that helps you decide if you need it or um, if it would actually be helpful to you or not, or uh, to let you um, start using yours if you already have it like I did for a long time. Anyway, wanted to remind you again, though, that one week worth of meal plans for the Instant Pot that would help you kind of get used to using that and get experience with it um, is the one week's worth of meal plan is free. And you can get to that by going to aslobcomesclean.com slash eat at home. Okay, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.